Good morning. Welcome to Purifying Truths with A Star. Today we have a gem, people. We have Miss Elizabeth Kipp with us. She is a chronic pain specialist. She's an addiction recovery coach and an ancestral clearing practitioner. We're in for a treat today as we learn about how you can overcome chronic pain. Today, Elizabeth happens to be clean from prescription opioids for eight years. Welcome to Purifying Truths, Elizabeth. So good to have you on today. Oh, thank you so much, Amelia. That's a beautiful podcast you have. I'm so grateful for the platform. Oh, you're so kind. It's my pleasure to have you on. Wow. Well, we're going to jump right in. You know, chronic pain specialist. Tell me, what do you do? Is that a degree? Is that a certificate? What makes you a specialist? Well, I lived in chronic pain for 59 years. Uh-huh. So, and, and I have found my way through it and uh-huh. healed from it. So, um, that's what makes me a specialist, the school of hard knocks. Wow. Um, so this isn't a certificate that's hanging on your wall. You've actually no. walked the path and you <laughs> have found out what works and what doesn't work. Experience has taught you. Am I correct? That's correct. Yes. Amazing. Amazing. So, you know, I understand you, um, suffered or suffered with common with chronic pain. Why'd you want to get off the medication? I know so many that keep it as a crutch. Well, interesting. Um, I, uh, I had pain for a long time, uh, for about 14, 14 years from an accident. I had, I broke a vertebrae in my lower back and, um, it slipped forward and, uh, we were able to deal with that um, either without surgery for about 14 years. And then my back became unstable. Um, So uh, I started surgery and um, the doctors, uh, I I just, uh, after the surgery, they started the pain medicine and, and, and the benzodiazepine because I was so hyper, the Uh pain made me, I was just so, my nervous system was so charged up. And so, um, uh, so the doctors, uh, and I ended up having uh, three surgeries, three spinal fusions, uh, three times for them to get it stable. <sighs> and then a fourth one, uh, some corrective surgery on fourth surgery. And um, after the second surgery, the doctors said to me, you will be in level seven out of 10 pain for the rest of your life. And you <sighs> will be in a wheelchair when you're 40. And now I have a science background and that has kind of a couple of perspectives. One, I bow to the experts. That's part of my training. Uh, You know, this area is not my area. My area was plant science and ecology. And I did a little bit of uh, neurophysiology. You know, I've I've done some of that. I have a basic human physiology, but certainly not a doctor. Uh So when I heard that, I was like, devastated. This is my life. I was 32 years old, I think. And I was like, what? I had a two-year-old kid and a new husband and uh, wow. So anyway, I was devastated by that. I cried uh, for quite a while and Mm. I, but I never fully gave up hope. 
I knew there was something not right with that. I just couldn't put my finger on it for a while. And then I realized what it was. Uh, the doctor is not a fortune teller. Uh-huh. And so he made a pronouncement. And he's operating in a scientific paradigm. And in science, there is no fact. There's only probable it's uh-huh. only probability. Science is based on probabilities. So his statement should have been, it's probable that. Right. He didn't say that. He said, you will. And he shut the door on hope. And I, it, he, he wasn't, I wasn't the only uh, patient that, he, that uh, doctors say that to. I, I, I've sat in front of over a 40-year period. I've sat in front of thousands of chronic pain patients in hospitals and doctor's offices just because I'm on my journey and they're along with me. And, um, and this happens a lot. This comment gets made. This pronouncement gets made. Uh, the other thing is, um, uh, you know, where does our healing happen? Our healing occurs in the whole, the whole universe, the whole, all of creation. Healing happens. We are whole beings. We're part of a whole universe. But science can only comment on what it can observe, measure, and describe. And right. the, the Western medical model lives in that paradigm. So it's a limited, uh, it's a limited view. I'm not saying that it's not useful. I'm uh-huh. saying that it's limited. And so the comment uh, you will be was not only uh, uh, stuck in that um, he, uh, he'd forgotten the basic science, but also the assumption under there was that I wouldn't heal. Uh-huh. He didn't say it. He just, but the assumption was the body cannot heal from chronic pain, which is inaccurate. The more accurate statement was, we don't know what to do with you except give you uh, opiates and benzos. We don't know anything else. That's our, uh-huh. that's our best shot to give you the best quality of life we can. Uh-huh. So, and I understood that because I, I, I think I just had the science background. And I finally, you know, after about two weeks of freaking out but from what he said, I finally figured that out. And I went, oh, I need to look. I need to look at these other places. I need to look outside the science background, the scientific paradigm for, um, for my healing. Uh And so I started looking at, um, I I did all kinds of other things, Reiki. I mean, not just all, I looked at all Reiki and acupuncture and, and, uh, uh, massage and yoga. And I I was already meditated. I've I've been a meditator for like 50 years. So I, I, I understood other modalities. Uh, the pain medication was, was really the only option that they had. And I, I just kept taking that, uh, in the hopes that I would find another answer all the (laughs) while being supported by these other modalities. But unfortunately the medication was blocking, um, the, the healing power in the body. Ah. Um, Right. So opiates are, you know, I think they're really useful when we've got acute pain or from, from a traumatic accident, like somebody's in a car wreck or somebody uh, breaks a bone and they need, they need, they need medicine for a day or two, Uh you know, for a little bit, but not for a long time. And, and, uh, but that wasn't understood. Uh, And I finally found a doctor who understood the nature of chronic pain and he helped me through it. The thing about opiates is, um, they depress your uh, respiratory system. 
Uh-huh. So, you know, we're not breathing properly. And it, 70% of the toxins in the body come out of the breath by weight, by weight. Right. So we're not breathing properly. We can't even nourish or detox the body properly. And they also, opiates also freeze that paralyze the digestive system so that uh, you can't, um, uh, you can't uh, eliminate uh, that way, and you can't take in nourishment properly because you're nervous, you, your gut's all messed up. Mm-hmm. So how are you supposed to heal from that? Right? I, how are you supposed to you. heal from that? Yeah. You know, I never thought of the breathing and, you know, um, having bowel movements when it comes to opioids. I know that we always are going to give you a stew softener. And if it's too bad, we're going to tell you to take fiber or what have you, um, being in the medical field myself. But I never thought about, you know, when the GI tract is sluggish. And that's amazing that you not even in the medical field and you can put the two together. But remember, this is practicing medicine. So it's all an ongoing practice, like you said, of science trying to figure out the best, I guess, road to take is the way I want to say it. Here's the other thing that's, can I just just say this? Mm -hmm. Chronic pain, the body can't tell the difference between a broken bone and a broken heart. The brain can't tell the difference. They feel Uh the same way. It all sends the same signal. And so chronic pain is any pain that's felt, physical, emotional, spiritual, financial, grief, any of those things. When you feel those for 15 days out of 30 for three months or more, that's chronic pain. And what happens in chronic pain is the brain is changed by chronic pain. So when we try and heal from chronic, it's not the same as like I have acute pain because I just burned my hand or something that's not like that. It's different. Uh Chronic pain, in order to heal chronic pain, we need to be modalities that heal the changes in the brain, the chaos, the negativity, the, the, the upset in the brain that happens. Opiates and benzodiazepines do not do that. You're right. You are absolutely right. Now, so you find yourself that unfortunately you had to choose between back surgery and chronic pain. And then even after suffering, with the pain, you had the surgery and you still had the pain. Now you desire to get off of the pain medication. I understand why, but wasn't the pain still there? Yes. By the time I, um, by the time I just kind of said, I'm done with this. I, uh, a lot of people were dying from fentanyl and I'd been on fentanyl for 15 years. I was kind of like, why am I even alive? Uh-huh. And I, I, it was just, it was just this, um, you know, grace was just holding me <laughs> just, um, and, um, <clears throat> I felt like, um, I didn't really care about the pain anymore. I knew that the medication was, was getting in the way. I had this interesting experience with my son. I, I was visiting my son. Uh, in Los Angeles, there's a lot of traffic there. As many of you know, anybody that knows LA, mm-hmm. and I and I I was um, and I had had a history of pa- I was having a lot of panic attacks in those days, and so I had this I had the I had the Ativan, the benzodiazepine in my in my purse with me, 
and we were going to an event and I, we got halfway there and I had a panic. I could feel this. I had a panic attack coming on and I'm like, Oh my God. And so I got my out of and I, and I put it in my mouth and, and I, and, and within about 30 seconds, the panic attack just, it just kind of like melted. Seconds? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, that's not the Ativan. Uh-uh. This is not about that. This is about, this is something else. And that was my first clue that things had gone horribly awry. Now, it turns out that benzodiazepines um, are, are not supposed to be taken long-term. And, and lots of people that are trying to get off long-term benzos, even after a year or so, are having these symptoms where their symptoms around anxiety get worse instead of better. So benzodiazepine is an example of a drug, in my experience, and the experience of many that I'm in, in contact with as an addiction recovery coach. Um, uh, they turn around and bite you <laughs> uh, after you've taken them too long. Uh-huh. So you end up getting, you're getting worse symptoms than you started with. So I didn't start with panic attacks. I just started with anxiety, but I ended up with terrible sleep pattern and, and panic attacks. And so, you know, they stopped when I got off the benzos. Wow. Now, yeah. as far as your drugs, you were not out mixing benzos and opioids and snorting crack. I mean, what do you snort? Snort cocaine or shooting up heroin or doing meth. You were strictly on what was prescribed to you at the dose that was prescribed to you, correct? That's that's correct. Yeah. Wow. That's, and yeah. you still became addicted. Yeah. And that's an interesting, um, That's a, you know, that was a point of curiosity to me too. Uh, when I first started um, with the surgery was in the 80s, and the doctors wouldn't give me as much pain medicine as, as, I, as I enough pain medicine to really knock the pain out um, <clears throat> and keep me um, calmer. You know, I was just jacked up so much from pain um, because they were worried about addiction. <clears throat> and then in the 90s, they didn't care about addiction, so they just they just g- gave out the medicine. Because they were concerned about the, the the other ravages that chronic pain does, and not not understanding the the, the nature of chronic pain really. Uh-huh. And then in the two thousands, um, um, things got a little bit crazier with fentanyl and and the uh, drug companies and you know OxyContin and it's that that story is all well known now with uh, so many opiates and opiates uh-huh. and benzos was a was just a thing. Um, and it wasn't until uh, I got into, uh, went to the Betty Ford Center, uh, they had a pain management program there. Uh, Dr. Peter Prescott, who's, that program isn't there anymore, and Dr. Peter has passed away, but he wrote a uh-huh. book, Conquer Chronic Pain, uh, um, an Innovative Mind-Body Approach. Um, he was the one that really understood the nature of chronic pain. He detoxed thousands of patients off of fentanyl and, or an opiate and a benzo um, mixture. And then some of them were mixing alcohol. Now you don't want to do that. That's a really bad idea. That's very really dangerous to mix those things. Um, but there were people there that were detoxing off of that too. So um, he knew how to do that. Um, and we were, we were really blessed to have him and his team uh, really know how to handle the medical aspect of that. Uh-huh. And then I, I just had to do a lot of hard work of, purifying the afterwards after the program after I left Betty Ford Center after I walked in there um, and 52 days I walked in there with a lifetime of, of chronic pain and I walked out 52 days later with no pain 
That's wow. He had a 94% success rate. That's how, how, how powerful that program was. And I wasn't the only one there. I walked into a room full of 20 other people like me at the time. Mm. I was like stunned. It's like, oh my God, there's 20 other people just like me in this room. It was astonishing. Yeah, you think that you're suffering alone. It's, it's amazing when you see that others are going through the same thing. So the beginning of your healing process started at the Betty Ford. It did. And so the, deto- the beginning of my detox process, absolutely, yes, it started at the Betty Ford Center. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so then um, you talk about um, yogic perspective, Um purity from the yogic perspective what does that have to do to tie in with recovery and um, getting over chronic pain oh beautiful so i i teach a, a chronic uh, a, a trauma-informed yoga class every week and mm-hmm. and i have um, a yoga teacher and yoga has been a really important part of my healing why is it important because um, yoga is in the now yoga is now and in chronic pain, we want to be anywhere but now. We want to be, you know, where we, the way we were before we were hurting, or we want to be ah. like out of, out of this moment because we don't like this moment. So is there a better moment? So we're not here. Uh-huh. And so we're fighting the very thing. We're judging our pain is bad. We're fighting the very thing that, um, that if we just stop fighting it, we would find that we could relax and, 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 and it, it actually t- changes from this fire in the body that's this incredible uh, re- re- uh, restrictive um, experience. Uh, imagine you were, um, imagine we were Niagara Falls. Imagine we had the energy moving through us of Niagara Falls. And in the chronic pain experience, somebody put a clamp around us, put a big pipe around Niagara Falls. And imagine the pressure that would go through that pipe. And what you you would feel in your body with a pipe like that clamped around you, right? When we judge our experience as bad and we fight, uh, and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fighter. Uh (laughs) I'll fight with it. You know, that's my old patterning, right? So when we do that, we're actually feeding the pain. So when you remove the judgment and you just experience what you're experiencing without the judgment from the mind, the pipe disappears and you literally become Niagara Falls and that energy is just energy. It's not pain anymore. It might be intense energy, but it's not pain anymore. There's a concept in the yogic, um, there's there's this uh, concept called saucha in in yoga. It's one of the niyamas, which is uh, one of the the, um, five disciplines in self-disciplines or observances in yoga. It's one of it's the second limb of the eight limbs of yoga. Saucha means purity, and it means to not hold toxins within on either a physical or psychological level. Mm-hmm. So saucha is the practice of not putting toxins in the human body or in the body of the universe. So this is a yogic point of view and not being a toxic influence, right? Mm-hmm. Um, also, saucha is the practice of cleansing and releasing patterns within the body biomemory. And what I mean by biomemory is this old conditioning. Remember I said I, I like to fight? I, I, like to, I have this old pattern of fighting the pain. Uh-huh. So when we, when we're, when we work and, and practice saucha, we're releasing that. 
We're releasing that old conditioning that no longer serves us. So we, we, um, we practice uh, certain, um, we practice mantra and breath patterns and certain physical movements and um, to help release biochemical, toxic biochemicals build up in the body. Remember I mentioned um, 70% of uh, toxins by weight come out of the breath. Uh-huh. So the breath practices we use really help to clear the body. And so when we do these practices, it includes, um, it even includes contaminated content within the mind, meaning toxic thought patterns, beliefs, identities, and toxic relationships to release any kind of codependent relationships. Uh-huh. It covers all cells in the body and pra- practicing saucha includes nourishing the body maintaining its balance and optimal health by eating good, healthy food and also releasing information held again in the biomemory, that conditioning that no longer serves one evolution. So that's, that's, it's kind of like the practice of Saucha is not to hold on to anything anymore um, uh-huh. and to uh, clear yourself of the, in, of unhealthy influences um, in the body, mind, and spirit. From a yogic perspective, you can't separate mind, body, and spirit anyway. Uh-huh. It's all one. Right? Saucha. Saucha. Yeah. All right. Removing toxicity on every mm-hmm. level. Mm-hmm. Understood. That is powerful. Now, I now understand um, the yoga perspective, but I also hear you talk about pure white light. Somehow, I think that the two are intertwined. Are they? Beautiful. They are. Yes, it's, it's pretty much all that's left. Uh-huh. <laughs> Once you're not holding on to anything, that's what's left. Um, I felt... It's not so much a feeling as it is a... Um, I'll give you an example of when I experienced white light the first time I actually saw it. I was doing a yoga practice and it was a physical practice. And um, they had us looking at um, closing our eyes and and looking right up at the top of our head and doing a a specific kind of breath practice. It It wasn't complicated or anything, but they just had us kind of looking up and doing this breath practice. And I'm, I'm just sitting there doing it and, and all of a sudden, I saw the light within. I saw this, my whole inside was light. And I was like, oh, my goodness. But here's the thing that was really interesting. I recognized it. Ah. I had never, I don't ever remember seeing it before, but I recognized it. I was like, wow, <laughs> that's amazing. So, and I went up to the teacher afterwards uh, and I said, I told him about this experience and he looked at me and he said, Oh, you finally saw the light that's within you. He said, you know, we all see it. (laughs) Oh man. What an experience. (laughs) Really cool. Amazing experience. Wow. I can just imagine. Now for others that are suffering with chronic pain, what, what do you recommend? I mean, obviously benzos and opiates is not the answer. What do you recommend? Well, I think uh, we need to find a, uh, nowadays, uh, hopefully there are um, 
some Western doctors that have um, pain clinics that understand the value of meditation. I mean, I, I work with people and I, and I uh, take them through ancestral clearing to help them release a burden that they came in with uh-huh. uh, from the past, uh, intergenerational things, um, uh, or imprints from, uh, from maybe past wars, um, uh, past heartbreak, um, those kinds of things. Um, I just want to interrupt because we had a small conversation. And for those that are on the level that I am, that's the same as a generational curse. So what you're doing is basically reversing and breaking the curse over the generation, whether it is something that you've done during this lifetime or was done from your ancestors before you, correct? Exactly. Yeah, we Understood. call that a transitional character. That's actually been termed a transitional character. Anybody that does this kind of work that's actually breaking the family curse is uh-huh. called a transitional character. It's an actual term. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, well, it's so, an actual thing. So, you know. I Absolutely. Yeah. Uh-huh. So we do ancestral clearing. Then I, I find out if my clients can sit still because uh, – I want to. I want them to meditate. That's the thing that's going to calm the mind and and start uh, start to really calm the chaos in the brain that's that uh, that's caused by chronic pain. That's kind of what we're going for to quiet the mind. Meditation really important. Um, the thing about sitting still is that uh, people in chronic pain, um, in my experience, have have a lot of trauma background, and so they if they if they haven't cleared their if they have unresolved trauma in the system and they sit still, that can cause a um, that can be a problem around in being immobile. They can feel unsafe if they're if they're immobilized. So I'm very cognizant of that. That's that's why I have the trauma training underneath. That I I come to to my yoga practice from a trauma informed approach, uh, uh-huh. so that that's always taken into mind. So once we help, uh, once the, uh, the client can actually sit still and feel safe, then I teach them to meditate and, um, and also uh, don't judge the moment. Um, Dr. Peter developed uh, 12 steps of wellness that I love to share with the audience. And also I wrote a book called The Way Through Chronic Pain, Tools to Reclaim Your Healing Power, and all the tools are in there. So you can, you can grab that on Amazon or you can get it from me on my website. But here are the 12 steps of wellness. One, none of us were born to suffer. Two, we all have the ability to heal. Three, love with all your heart. Four, get real about your healing. Five, commit to your healing. Six, do the work it takes to heal. Seven, do the work every day. Eight, Get real about your healing, in case you didn't hear us the first time. <laughs> Nine, never let anyone or anything get in the way of your healing. Ten, love yourself fiercely and without reservation. Eleven, accept what is. And twelve, be grateful for all that comes your way and more will be revealed. Mm. They seem so simple, but yet so profound. That's you know, those twelve... Steps can be used in healing a lot other than chronic pain if you just apply it in different areas. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. You know, I love your perspective as you're um, 
teaching us and discussing with us about how you overcame the chronic pain and how you help others do the same, you start with the mind. And, you know, many times it's cliche, you know, mind over matter, but truly it is mind over matter. Absolutely. What valuable insight. Amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, what valuable mm-hmm. insight. I, I have in my book, I have, um, I kind of, I kind of go off on that. <laughs> and I say, I say, um, chronic pain is the, in the battlefield of the mind. Oh, wow. That reminds me of um, Joyce Meyer. And she had a whole series on stinking thinking. There you go. And the battlefield of the mind. I tell you, the mind is so powerful, so powerful that science can't explain all that it can or cannot do. It's just amazing. You know, it has been phenomenal having you on here, giving us tips and pointers and educating us. How can the audience connect with you personally? Oh, thank you. Uh, you can find me at elizabeth-kip.com. You have to put the hyphen in there. <laughs> it's elizabeth-kip.com. Elizabeth-kip.com is a photographer and a web designer who's amazing, but it's not me. <laughs> so, so, and you can find me on social media. Uh, you can... Um, uh, call me, you can uh, email me at Elizabeth at again Elizabeth kipcom and I'll be happy to uh, to to talk with anyone. Thank you. Amazing. Now, do you um, do consults? And I'm assuming we're in the virtual COVID slash world. Um, do you do things outside of your local area or you nationwide? Uh, well, it's global uh, because okay. of the internet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. So, a global global reach, and and uh, I, I look forward to COVID. You know, to doing live events again. I, I do a lot of uh, live group ancestral clearings when when um, now I just do them online, but which is fine. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we need the work. You know, I'm I'm grateful that we've got the technology because now the more than ever we we need the work around chronic pain. A lot of more people are in chronic pain than ever. Oh, my goodness. You said that because I'm telling you, even unfortunately in the pandemic, you know, we're living a more sedimentary lifestyle. Many people are still, you know, not going to the gym, not going out. And, you know, you can sit too long and, you know, you're just not having good posture. And that's the beginning of the pain. You know, Mm -hmm. unfortunately, yours was, you know, because of a car accident. But I see people so many times. God forbid, this new generation looking at their cell phone like, I don't know, 20 of the 24 hours of the day with their head down. And then it hurts mm-hmm. to hold their head up. You know, there's so many things that um, we don't think of that will cause the pain until we're in the pain. And like you said, mm-hmm. medicine will put you on a prescription. But I'm so grateful that you opened eyes to see that not only is that not the only way, it may not be the best way. Mm-hmm. Very true. Yes, Very true. yes. We're 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 really um, conditioned uh, in our society in, in the Western world that when at least I was as a kid, and we still do it. Um, whenever any of us got hurt, the adults in the room or on the field would rush over and try and stop the pain as fast as possible. Uh-huh. And so there was this underlying assumption that pain was bad and that's where it all starts <laughs> that's where the fight with pain all starts right there 
Nobody ever said pain is part of healing. It's just part of what's happening. They didn't say that. They're like, let's make it go away. And they give you a pill. Wow. uh, You know, so that's kind of, it's kind of in the culture. And so my job is to like shake the culture up a little bit. (laughs) That's my job. What a powerful perspective. And it is so true. But, you know, I know I never thought about it. I don't think many others have either. That's kind of what we we do. I know I'm guilty of doing the same thing, you know, um, with my children. And I, I know mom did it with me and I'm quite sure it was done with her. You're right. Wow. Wow. I tell you, you are such a phenomenal woman. It has been a pleasure having you on Purifying Truth. Elizabeth, tell us again the name of your book and where it can be purchased. Oh, very good. Thank you so much. Uh-huh. Uh, the book's name uh, called The Way Through Chronic Pain, Tools to Reclaim Your Healing Power. And you can buy it on Amazon in a paperback or Kindle, or you can uh, get an autographed copy from me through my website. Amazing. Get the book. You all know I'm an author, author supporting authors. But let me tell you, this book is not to sit on the shelf. This book is to be read because certainly there's something in there that can help you and those in your circle. Also, always, 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 after you read the book, leave a review. It does more for us when you leave a review than it does the profit that we make from you purchasing the book. Did I say that correctly? Absolutely. (laughs) And and you know why it does more? Because it helps us get the word out better. Absolutely. Absolutely. It gives the the book a lot more visibility every time. Every review helps us with that. It's really important. Yep. Mm -hmm. Thank you for bringing that in. Yep. It's really important. Indeed. Once again, my pleasure for having you on Purifying Truths. Thank you so much for taking the time to share with us. Oh, Amelia, it's my pleasure. And I'm, I'm so happy that you have this platform and I'm, I'm so I'm so grateful that uh, that you let me come on and, and share. I you're so you. kind. I appreciate you. You're so kind. Thank you. And you're more than welcome. My sincere pleasure. And thank you for tuning in to Purifying Truths with A Star. Tune in every Saturday at nine and noon for exciting new guests who illuminate the world in various facets of life. You can connect with A-Star on Facebook and Instagram at Facets of A-Star. Check out the website, www.facetsofastar.com. Shine bright. <laughs>